This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was. Be a What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Only Friends Podcast. As you heard in the intro, she's learning the ways of the live podcasting world as she takes over Conrad Simpson's job forever. Welcome, Nikki Limo. <laughs> Hello, I'm Conrad Simpson. That's me. Um, Brian made me wear these glasses, but they make me itchy, so I'm taking them That's off. Okay. You That's okay. That's not the only the intro, thing they make so you. It's, it's I have good. to tell yeah. you. Yeah. I said they look better on you than they do on oh, me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now you're putting them back on. You gotta, mm -hmm. gotta please the people. We gotta yeah. see the world through his eyes. Would you yeah. ever wear those out in the real world? These? Yeah. Well, let me look at myself then. No. <laughs> <laughs> if, if by Absolutely. better on you, what if it means... was like ten years ago? Yes. Okay, there we go. Do you, ten years ago, we used to have like the they, they were small glasses were in style, mm. you know, small. And then Paris Hilton. Oh, maybe that was more than ten years ago. This was like fifteen Shit. years ago. I had those. Yeah, these were like fifteen years yeah. ago yeah. when I was a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. you were not even you weren't even like almost born yet. You're yeah. pretty young. Very You're like young. my age. Super young. Yeah. <laughs> even younger. Yeah, younger than me. <laughs> I was older than you, I think. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Is that what we how we start a podcast? Yeah, we, we always just start a podcast with like just, some random ass shit. We're okay. just coming here to expose your age to the world. Thank and you. That's it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm. I'm Welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm going now. Going home. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna wave to the audience. Been nice, Nikki Lee, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. You have to do the classic, like, "Hi, mom." I know it's weird because like that camera is on a different delay, and that's the confidence camera. Yeah. We're here to confuse. It's you. Not very confidence inducing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, confidence is hard to come by these days. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a very professional production. I think I'm just not used to the level of professionalism. Listen. I'm used to like slumming it in a, in a room in someone's house, someone's basement. Says someone that had two podcasts. Yeah. That's that is a flex for us, you know? I'm, That's how we I'm do things right around I'm in the real right YouTube here. streets. Yeah. YouTube is clearly you just like kind of start from your basement. Yeah, with an you, iPhone. Yeah. You'd be a, a, a person of the people. I was going to say a lady of the people, but you guys aren't. Oh my gosh, that's me. Don't you guys have a set? Is this not in your house? It is. Oh my gosh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is really professional. Thank yeah. you. We have these lights. We have like some lights. We have some cameras. Yeah. It's nowhere near this level where it's like live. Well, I mean, there's like 87 of us. Imagine yeah. like reading comments live. Oh, it's so fear inducing. Uh, that's literally why Melissa left. <laughs> She would keep the comments up in real yeah, time. Please don't show me comments. And like anytime anyone had a complaint, it derailed the entire show. She's like, <laughs> guys, they don't like that we're talking about sports right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that that's hard in the beginning for sure. I have after twelve years of being a full time YouTuber, you get really used to not reading comments, not reading the comment section for yeah. your own. Yeah. I'm sure it gets to health. a point too, like you've just sort of seen it all, you know? You've seen all the yeah. hate that the internet no, has but to it, offer. It evolves. Like they're good. Like once you get used to a certain type of hate like i got really used they to like, pump up the pain oh yeah they like know how to get you like in the beginning it was like tits are good the fuck off and i'm like all right <laughs> yes. like i'll here's my tits 
<laughs> now it's evolved into. Now it's like, are, is she pregnant? Like she's she's got a, she's got a baby bump. And it's like, no, I'm fucking not. Actually, I I absolutely am not. They're just trying to help you get gains, though. We talked about how you get gains. And they're like, she talks to. She's making it about herself. I'm like, oh my god, I'm never talking again. Yeah, it's almost like you know, you're a podcast host. Yeah, yeah. and then god. you're like, okay, how do I host this without talking? <laughs> I want them to like me. Please like me. I think that's the real key of it all is like having that lack of necessary approval. Yeah. It's like you just can't force people to like you. And if they hate you, they're going to hate you anyways. Yeah. It's not like you can really turn anybody. Life lessons. Yeah. People want to see you fail. They're going to try to see you fail. They it's just you like, succeed. you know, most people in society, like they'll hate you in secret, but commenters are just like, nah, we hate you. Like, right. Straight right. up. Straight, straight up. We hate you. <laughs> there's a screen, you know, they're protected by the internet. You know, it's mm -hmm. never yeah. like they're actually going to see you because when they do see you, they're going to be like, oh my God, God is, that Nikki, is that Nikki yeah. Limousine? <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. Oh my God. That was you. <laughs> that was me. Morning. Yeah. Now are you here. commenting? <laughs> I'm commenting, yeah. The one. Oh, one of the commenters is this man. You. Is she pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, hey. Hey. Try it. <laughs> try it, comment hey. section. Please don't. Please don't try it. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. To, to, to catch everybody up who's not familiar with your body of work, mm -hmm. uh, why don't you walk us through the timeline that's got you to you're just going to gonna stop point. at body. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> talked a lot about my body today so far. Um, who, uh, I don't know. Uh, every day I'm like, oh, why do I exist? Um, is there a task for me to do? And then I answer the calls of the wind. And, and then I ended up here. So that's my life in short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I started... I started a long, a long time ago, before Lando was born. You mean probably. like five years ago when you were 21? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I started when I was a kid, actually. I wanted to be an actor, and my grandma was a professional extra. Like, she was like... That's a thing? Yeah, like, she had a SAG card and everything, oh, okay. and she would, every day, she would, like, walk in the background of shows. Sometimes, <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. she'd get become a regular extra on some shows. Sure. She really liked it because she could be a different person all the time and i think i have a little bit of her where it's just like fun to try on new clothes of like oh how does this person live you know and uh and so when i said i wanted to be an actor i was eight and she immediately like got me headshots and started acting i got i was like in the movie the pest with john leguizamo like in the background as a school kid as i'm only pest. looking at matt because i'm like okay that's an era he might recognize i that know movie. john leguizamo yeah, yeah, yeah. i do not know the movie <laughs> I'm not right there with you. no um, you're not gonna get any sort of uh, affirmations from me there no no yeah I'm, I know that's, your okay i'm gonna keep looking yeah. at yeah yeah um yeah and then and then i was like yeah and i want to be a model and then immediately uh one of our family friends hooked us up with like this modeling manager Agency. and yeah i started like modeling for i was in like an ibm ad right away and like i was in like some brochures for affirmative action or so i don't know <laughs> i was in like random shit like <laughs> the most random fucking jobs but i was like i'm doing it i, I was in a lands in catalog you're um, in the obscure modeling category yeah like obscure totally do you know that i am on all the bags of cat food in the Latin market and all the Purina brand of cat food. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, like that like was to a, this day. I don't know if still that was a job in 2011, but they don't really change the packaging that too often. This is right. one of the mm -hmm. most odd flexes sure. I've ever heard. I know, but no, I like it. I, I have a really odd life, like a really strange life. Yeah, now you're here. Like randomly, people will <laughs> be like, "I saw you on a billboard for cat food in Buenos Aires." <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also in a bunch of like uh, ADD medication ads for Vivance in like medical journals. I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I look like I have ADD. You play ADD. the part pretty well, yeah. I do have ADD. And so then obviously the natural transition from all of this was YouTube. Yeah, totally. And then immediately I was on YouTube. No, um, yeah, so I did stand-up comedy in Santa Barbara. Um, okay, so yeah, that was when I was a kid, and then I, I, mean, I jumped ahead a few years. I thought that I wasn't going to be an actor or a model after my manager died. So my man, it's like, take it to a dark place, my manager died, and then my photographer died, and basically everyone I was associated die with died mm. uh, at that time. And so I went back to just like school and um and i was like okay i'm 18 now i'm like way too old to be an actor or a model because yeah because your life dies after 18 yeah right? and like all the kids that i was like acting with they all like had shows and oh like they actually made they, it they did stuff and yeah. they were they continued acting so i was like okay i gotta give that up and so i went to college for a little bit and i started doing stand oh my oh, wow, god they found a picture. <laughs> yes look at that okay i have a question <clears throat> okay go for it what's the cat's name that cat is a crack cocaine model like uh, <laughs> that cat ma they made it look like it was interested in me really it's looking beyond at this spoonful of crack food and it cannot wait to eat that crack food <laughs> and it's just like i have never seen a cat that was dead behind its eyes. Like yeah, it's, it was like a real life human model, but a cat form. It's of locked it. in. Look at him. It's he's locked, locked in. She's, locked she's in. looking at that cat food and you're not allowed to make noises around it. I'm a cat person, by the way, I have four cats and I have worked with um, kittenrescue.org. I have like a huge cat person. I've never met a cat like that for the audition. We had to hold the cat while answering questions. What, um, what was the cat's name? I don't know. This cat is not a, this is not a real cat. This is like, this cat is not this a is like AI cat. This, <laughs> this is an AI cat. I'm scared of the future of cats after reading that cat. If you were to give that cat a name, what would you give it? Chloe. I like Chloe. that. I don't know why. Right, she seems Kar like a model After the Kardashian? No, with a C. Mm. Very important to be with yeah. yeah. There's got to have two dots above the E. Chloe. Yeah. Chloe. <laughs> yeah, Chloe. Yeah, she seems just like a model that was way too good for me. She's like, I'm not here to be with this peasant. I That's demand cats to be back in my whole. trailer. No, right. not my cats. Wow. They're good babies. How old are they? Um, the oldest one is turning 16 this year. I'm going to buy him a car. He doesn't know yet. Don't tell him. Wow, he's going to drive before me. <laughs> Do you not drive? Is that a poker player thing? No. No, it's no. just a me no, thing. It's, it's a, a Zoomer generation a thing. Lot of Poker players, I know that have not gotten their license. Wait, who? Shame them. I don't want yeah, to out anyone. Shame no, no, them. No. That's what this podcast is for. I will not out Chris Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's a Brit. Yeah, it's annoying. True. I thought it was just a British thing. Like, Wait, oh the yeah, British they, people not drive. They're well, scared to drive on this side of the road, the right side of the road. I had to do that, so I had to drive on the opposite side of the road when we were in the Bahamas. Yeah, the like, wrong side of the road. Yeah, the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was, yeah, it was str very strange at at the beginning and then i thought like then it, i was there for so long i was like when i get back to america am i gonna like forget how to drive and be on the wrong side of the road but no, i came back that's how i felt after playing grand theft auto <laughs> i just wanted to run all the red lights everything and yeah run over hookers <laughs> take their money Jesus. <laughs> you're in the right city yeah, uh, <laughs> right? yeah. so i moved here right you're, just living my the, uh, <laughs> you're living the irl gta yes Playing GTO yep. as well. Now you uh, came Playing on the GTA, podcast. Playing GTA, GTO. Yep. Now you're on the OFP. Oh, shit. Yeah. Welcome. Your generation has so many acronyms. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs>
they're so lazy they're so lazy yeah. and they're so soft Death. i can't take it Death. it's really it's, it's a lot it's a lot yeah. these days you know it's a whole culture yeah yeah a lot of canceling in that culture too <laughs> i've heard yeah have you guys gotten canceled no not yet i'm trying it's not it's not going as <laughs> well as harder. i had hoped <laughs> that, this hard. is an IRL. this is nikki in real life yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicole. I actually had a, a format called Nikki in Real Life. I was gonna say I, I did my research yesterday. You and that was too thorough, Matt. That was one of your that was one of your vlogs, if I'm not mistaken. It is, yeah. It mm -hmm. was like, well, so when everything was on my main channel, I used to post videos five days a week, and two of those days was Nikki in Real Life, where it was like this. I still vlog. See, I brought my vlog camera. I know. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a still vlog. a YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah. How's it feel? If it, it feels great, how does it feel for you? Did you like it? I don't know yet. We'll have to see how it comes out, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, does this count as being don't a YouTuber? Don't read the comment section. Does doing the podcast count as being a YouTuber? Well, it's on YouTube. I don't know if it counts. Yeah. I think you're not a YouTuber until you... I'm YouTube adjacent. There's YouTube grinders. Like, I was a grinder Yeah, YouTuber. five days a week is a fucking lot. It's a grind. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as to, as one of the formats, it was Nikki in real life. But then it moved to a whole separate channel. Yeah, I heard you had a cooking segment, too. Yeah, Tasty Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah. Do you still do that? No. I mean, nothing's over forever. Sometimes it can come back. But I did that forever. for like six years. Originally, it was because I didn't know how to cook. And I thought it'd be fun to like vlog learning how to cook and then make my boyfriend at the time, and he's now my husband, try it and tell me if it was edible. And like the whole thing was just, is it tasty? It's always oh, edible. <laughs> it's just a matter of how edible. Is she pregnant? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah this is so this was me and then i after six years i kind of like knew how to cook and so we just do wild things like can i make this banana peel taste like chicken <laughs> can you no. Yeah, that'd be pretty tough. no that'd be pretty tough yeah well some of the things did taste like other things some might call that alchemy yes are you an alchemist well vegan cooking does feel like alchemy wow i got really into plant-based cooking and making things taste like other things that's hard that's really hard yeah, yeah. It because was like hardcore. when you can't use like all the things that taste good, it's hard to make things taste no, good. No, opposite. <laughs> I, no, I think like that... You can't use butter and cheese. <laughs> but they and... have really good vegan butter now, but I think because they Do have they? to be creative... Get her, Brian. <laughs> Get her. Get her. <laughs> He's coming for me, huh? I'm not a vegan. No, what? I know. I saw you eat steak. Exactly? I'm a pescatarian. I don't eat steak. Oh, no. I'm what a pescatarian. What exactly would vegan though? butter be? I did. I had salmon. Oh, okay. What well, would vegan go. butter be made of? Isn't it just margarine? It's not margarine. Mm. I don't know what it's made of. Probably mm. It's of worse oils. than margarine. It Imagine tastes like butter. I can't believe it's not butter. Earth balance. You can't believe it's not margarine. Oh, man. Maybe yeah. we could do uh, Tice Tuesdays and just see what Landon will Tice eat. Tice Tuesdays? Yes. Yeah. Just see what he'll eat every Tuesday. But he'll Tuesday. eat everything. He won't even be able to tell if it's, a, if it's tasty or not because he just inhales yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a really bad everything. judgment of food and how does it taste because I will think that anything tastes good. Mm hmm. Hmm. Do you have taste? It's buds? a good confidence builder, though, you know? That is, yeah. All yeah, you just, ladies just out there who something. don't know how to cook, this man is single. No, we go. Cook. Sell, right. it. sell it. Sell <laughs> it. Right. I still cook. Let, let bro cook. cook. Let him cook. Let bro cook. Let bro cook. Hey, Nikki, you said your background was uh, Filipino, is that right? Yeah, half Filipino. Have you had balut? 
No. Okay, so I really want Landon to try that. So oh, shit. We'll have to I don't think that. I could be here for it. Yeah. It's so sad looking. It is kind of sad looking and depressing. Yeah, doesn't your mom have ducks or something? Uh, She formerly did. You gave my mom duck names and I she did. didn't realize I get, they that got they were, rejected. Yeah, she didn't realize they were from the Super Mario universe. Yeah. And she got scared. I was even being nice because Landon, but first of all, this was my introduction to Landon because I was not following anybody and it popped up on my timeline because of poker Twitter. And it was like, hey, my mom needs duck names. And I was like, oh, okay, I got you. Like, I don't know who you are, but I got you. But I love ducks. He's like, please keep it nice. And also one of them is named Daisy and the other one's named Petunia. Petunia. Petunia so yeah. I was like, well, I don't fuck Petunia, but Daisy... <laughs> has a, a place in the Mario universe. So let me just let me just make them all Mario characters. And I really wanted a duck to be named Waluigi. Like, yeah. how do you be depressed and come home to a duck named Waluigi? <laughs> you can't do right. it. <laughs> so I couldn't wait for, for the acceptance of my names. And Landon accepted them right away, but his mom was offended. <laughs> well, my mom was very concerned. The answer to how do you get upset coming home to a Waluigi is to find out that the feral neighborhood cat has eaten Waluigi. Aww. Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, that's what kind of happened. And then some other ducks kind of took over the planter. <laughs> there was like an invasion going on. And then at some point they uh, learned how to coexist. But then the neighbors were not too thrilled that there were ducks living in my mom's planter. Why? Uh, they it's just did not planter. like fun. Is the is your neighborhood an HOA? Yup. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Not the bussin'. HOAs. So then what? They shot them with BB guns? I don't know what they did, but the ducks are no longer there, and mm. my mom's planter got like uh, <clears throat> there was like a wall over it. Now. Sounds like the head balut. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the the ducks. I think are, they were too old for balut. Yeah. Be balut. Yeah. They were still. They were like hatched. Balut's not No, I know. Hatched. I know. Yeah. Just, come on. I'm just, just like, taking a shot like here. This yeah. with like little feathers on them. Yeah, RIP in the chat to all RIP the ducks in the out chat there. Yeah. To the Balut um, chicks. Balut chicks. <laughs> the Balut babes. <laughs> the Balut babes. <laughs> the boss Balut babes. <laughs> yeah. God, I could just see Landon just like crunching on the beak and mm. enjoying every no. bite. Like, oh. It's good. And he's like, yep. it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. There's, there was a point in time where... Uh, like every day the routine is eggs protein pancakes whatever it involves you know roughly a dozen eggs and landon just decided one day to take it upon himself to no longer throw the eggshells away and he's just eating them like potato chips are don't you isn't there bacteria in that like i've heard a lot of like bad things about eggshells <sighs> you hear a lot of things because <laughs> well, i was gonna do a tasty tuesday where we presented it in eggshells and then it was like oh there's like lots of bacteria and it, you could die I mean, theoretically, you're supposed to boil the eggshells before you eat them, but you yeah. can eat but them. But you're like, nah. Landon's still alive, so. Yeah. Sheesh. It's been a while since I've had some eggshells, though. So. I told Landon I'd randomly throw in a sheesh. I like it. I don't know when to use it, what yeah, context. Yeah, you'll figure it out. We're mm -hmm. getting there. Yeah, you'll get there. I just randomly say these shit, and then, like, it's always wrong, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, no you're getting better. Real, Honestly, real, though, awesome. I would say the average Sheesh. age of the group has has zoomed down because of the presence. You shouldn't be proud of that. No, I shouldn't. Your generation's be. destined to uh, bring the earth to ruin. Jesus. <laughs> no, but you Herky. like. At the, yeah, but we're going to do it's it in a fun be, way. You're not, not Zoomers. Blessed, yeah. You're so. not Zoomers. You're Doomers. Yeah. Zoomers. You've doomed us all. It's going to be in a fun way, though. Like, <laughs> oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. World, the world's going to be burning down. It's going to be like, yo, like, let bro cook. Like, <laughs> the, we're all cooking. Let the earth right cook. Now. Climate change. <laughs> let, the, let the earth cook. Let the earth cook. <laughs> 
Let the earth cook. Uh, oh, man. So, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, this has just been it forever. Yeah, no, so I never meant to do that. Again, I just... Did I talk about Mr. Magooing my way through life on the air or not? Not on camera. I always forget whether it's pre-production yeah. or post. Like, I did a whole show on? already before yeah. this. <laughs> everything, I'm done. Everything pre-production ended with uh, the Spaniards and Vikings conquering land. Oh, I believe I said raping and pillaging. Correct. Yes. I just can't say, so I <laughs> needed to lead you there. It's my culture, okay? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm half Filipino. My last name was... A Spanish last name because of because of that the conquering mm -hmm. and uh, it meant beggar of money in Spanish and nobody could pronounce it so I just chopped it in half smart and now it's limo instead of limosnero uh, and now it's limo green because I got married but I didn't want to give up on the marriage and having did a you significant go, did you go for the hyphen no Ooh. I don't know I'm a weirdo straight mm -hmm. up weirdo I was like anti hyphen I don't know why um, but down with hyphens I thought I was gonna change my last name 100% when I got married honestly though I kind of like that because the hyphen sort of seems a little bit pretentious that's what I thought I was like well I'm not gonna be a hyphen person yeah. but then it's actually just a pain in the fucking ass every time you travel because the airlines like that's not your last name you can't just pick one and if you put a space they're like we don't take sp that character like mm. we don't take spaces like some places are like you they can't. don't accept you yeah and i was like oh, well it's a space it's not a hyphen it's a fucking space it's my last name it's two it's two names but they don't like it mm. so they put them together or they only let me have green or they only let me have limo so i never know what my actual legal yeah, you're kind of at a crossroads. last name is but i thought i was going to change it to green all the way until i actually got to the part where you change your name and I felt too attached. Like you, I built my whole identity off mm -hmm. of Nikki Limo and like your name. And you just don't realize how much weight it carries until you're going to change it. Like back in the day, you would get married at like 18. So you mm -hmm. hadn't really established matter, like right, a, yeah. a life yet. So mm -hmm. you're like, whatever, fuck my last name. And then, but now we get married later. Like I got married when I was 30 and I was like, I've lived so much of life as this name. I, I can't. I can't get rid of it. Right. What if it's, and then she disappears forever? I can't do it. So How did I couldn't you travel into the future. You're only 27. And no, this is, I'm foretelling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm manifesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Quantum Quant jumping. I'm leaping. Yeah. I'm jumping timelines okay. to where I'm older. Fair. Way older, like too old. Yeah. Like almost like, like way older than I almost am. Almost right like else. decrepit, you know? Yeah. There's some people in this room that are like 40. That's, ooh. Yeah. That's they, gross. And they're still. Why are you going to really call Guapo? Are like they that? okay? Yeah, I know. Damn. Rude. Do they have health yeah. issues? Actually, the majority of this room is over 40. It's kind what? of... Mm -hmm. See, when you turn 40, you should get health insurance because shit starts to break down. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Well, that's a good thing that's not yeah. for a long time. No, yeah. so long that's like 15 future. years yeah. from now, yeah. Nikki. From now. You're yeah, good, yeah. I do have health insurance. I think it. it's bullshit. It's like so expensive. Like, why? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I guess society it is yeah. very outrageous but uh, i saw what happens when you don't have it melissa had an allergy attack i took her to the er they literally pumped her full of benadryl and sent her home and she got hit with like twenty eight hundred dollars worth what? of expenses yeah because it was the emergency room and oh my emergency. god Super it's outrageous yeah so we didn't have it for two years me and my husband and then when that law happened where like they fine you like we got some and then even when it got went away we just kept it um but i'm happy that we kept it because he got kidney stones when we were in costa rica and it was a nightmare. I've I thought he was gonna die. I had no idea what was wrong with him. He like 
I don't know if any of you have had kidney stones. No, but, but I've heard how painful they are. Insane. Yeah. I heard it's more painful than giving birth. That, and that's yeah, from or at least comparable, his right? mom yeah. who had four babies naturally. And she was like, no, nah, kidney stones, way worse. How do you get kidney stones? Well, they say it's genetic, but then... I assume there has to be something dietary. I yeah, think so and too, a but he refuses right? to believe in that. Calcium. I'm like, calcium. he drinks like five monsters a day. I'm like, maybe don't drink five monsters mm, a day. He's like, that, nah, it's yeah. genetic. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard that, I've heard, well, I've done a lot of caffeine research because I'm a big consumer. And yeah. uh, I've read a lot about correlation between caffeine consumption and potential kidney stones. But usually it's because... Uh, caffeine's a diuretic well, and the, you're not consuming enough water and on there's top like of a, it. There's a, a, an ingredient like sodium nitrate or some, some like fucking... Oh, like the energy drinks? Some calcite, some sort of like, yeah, something that creates the calcium like, yeah, or yeah, it helps yeah. build on the calcium that, that makes the kidney stone. I'm not a doctor. I'm just spitting out like some terms i like to just spin out the shit that like they to, don't tell you the shit they don't tell you i right, just like right. to throw out buzzwords and sound legit when i'm talking about something i have no idea about but i can tell you it cripples you like my husband has the highest pain tolerance of anyone i know like straight up just like monster pain tolerance and he was on the ground couldn't move and was like just, just save yourself <laughs> Are you checking your Twitter while he's you're... literally in the shot, just staring just... at his fucking phone you like he doesn't know he's a in a two shot? <laughs> no, you know, was... Landon doesn't know. We got to be out here getting it popping, my dude. Come hey. on, man. So <laughs> why do we do this? Why do we? Why do we do this? <laughs> hey, you're hey, on Conrad. On Twitter, man. Hey, Conrad. Hi, Brian. Hi, Nikki. Hey. Nice to meet you. I'm Conrad. Nice to meet you. I'm Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> you're Conrad. Yeah, Nikki's Conrad right. now. Conrad, did everybody leave the house is... as they were supposed to? Everybody did leave the house. Um, well, I'm not sure about Corey because Corey, you know, Corey's about himself. He's but, responsible. Um, I'm pretty sure he left okay. the house. Everybody's yeah, exactly. Everybody's gone. <laughs> Melissa woke up. Everything was cool. You I was know? looking nice at the house chat. It. The re the people that came and saw the house really liked the black dog. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> is that a new dog? <laughs> no, <we're... laughs> yo. We, so we I have go a in third the house dog. chat. I'm like, I go in the house chat and I see that um, these people that saw the house wanted to said if we buy the house, you, we keep the dog. And I was like, hey, huh? Melissa, Berkey said he'll give you 50K extra if they pull, pay full price. And she said yes. My oh, God. Wow. wow. I mean, oh, my God. to be fair, Rudy's getting up in age and he's a little bit of an asshole. I think it's pretty reasonable to sell him for 50K. Whose dog point. is it? Melissa's. Well, what she said is it's the contingent that she would clone him. Ah, uh, that you might cost more than 50K. You can't clone personalities. Hmm. Flicked mm -hmm. into it because I really love thing. my cat. And I'd like to. I like him to live forever. But you can't do it. It's very regrettable. Hey, good luck today, Conrad. You got a day two in the uh, the Win Millions uh, thirty five hundred, right? The main event. Yep, I do. Let's I'm go. here now. We're Looks like you got a uh, nice little bag of chips. Yeah, we have like seventy five big blinds, so we're kind of just chilling. Nice. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like what do we call it? Moving day. Moving Since day. We don't that's right. Until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have so like just, you have like one point five million end of the day today. I mean, you know, who knows? Oh, yeah. I'm just I just want to be I know. To be alive. I'm saying I know. I'm I'm psychic and I'm He's telling manifesting. you what you have. Yes. Let me let me Ooh, cook. Let him like cook. <laughs> See, Yo, that was cook, wonderful. Bro. I ain't mad at you. Yo, let bro cook. <laughs> Hi, right, Conrad. It's been great hearing from you from the from what seems to be the basement in a bomb shelter somewhere. From the I, fucking abyss. I don't know how you're also in Las Vegas and it's nighttime where you're at, but you've managed to pull that one off. He looks well. like he's in the back of a limo. 
you guys, you know, just relax. Don't tell everybody where I'm at right now, okay? All right. Shit's going on. All right, good All luck, right, big anyway, guy. I'm out of here. I, nice I got shit you. to do. Bye, guys. Good luck. Bye. All right, Nikki, we, we, we have to get to the bottom of this. Okay. Nobody knows who you are. We need to I don't explain. know who I am. Who, I, I'm here to find out who I am. Can you tell me? No, absolutely not. You got to find out for yourself. Uh, so, all right. So you've had a pretty successful career on YouTube. You have over half a million followers. Oh, yeah. So I was, I Mr. Magood my way through everything. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, we've been trying the same. It's not working out as well. I, no, I was trying to, yeah. I'll just take it. Can you edit that out? No. Nope. Nope. We're live. <laughs> See, this is too professional on production. Brutal. I know. Uh, when did you decide to transition into poker or how, let me rephrase that. How much poker do you play and how serious of a hobby or pursuit okay. is it? What is poker to you? It's a lot of questions. It's right. all the same one. Though. It's all, yeah. It's a lot of different <laughs> ways of asking this question. It's like when a teacher says you need 1500 words for an essay Yeah. and you don't have enough words. That's what he just did. It's been so long since I've been in school. I don't think you could use no, that's not true. those analogies. You've been in school like five years ago. Okay, yeah. true. Truth, facts. Yeah, what is poker um, to you? Okay, so first of all, so YouTube happened on accident. Uh, I was acting and doing stand-up and then needed footage for a reel. And so I started working with this sketch group who ended up being like one of the top 100 comedy channels on on YouTube and then um, I'm trying to make the story really short but like a no, bunch of the we got top all day. So a bunch of the top um, comedy channels at the time this was like 2009 2010 got together and made a super channel called the station which became Maker Studios Maker Studios was like the first uh, MCN which is a multi-channel network it's like an agency for other YouTube channels they were the first one to come come up with this concept of like taking other channels under their wing and like umbrelling yeah and then like promoting them while also taking a cut of their revenue and this was when the partner program used to have to apply for it not all channels were monetized it was really hard to get monetized actually so they would help you get monetized and blah right. blah blah so uh, I was like with them from the beginning. Like I saw all this stuff form. Like it was with the, all of those channels. We were all um, like in and out of each other's channels. A lot of collaboration. This was like the golden you're, era of you're YouTube. You're an OG I'm content an OG creator. I'm an OG content creator. Yes. Oh shit. And so at the time, because I was just an actor on all of these people's channels, like my own channel didn't really have any content on it, but it was there. And so they would like push their audience to go subscribe to my channel. So then I was like, okay, I guess I have to start yeah, now putting content on this subbed, channel. Might as well do something. I don't know what to do. And then I, um, I got it involved with the YouTube space. They were launching this huge space that I mean, it was basically like a tax write-off for YouTube. And um, they had all these this professional equipment and crazy shit. And they like, and like took a guinea pig group of people, creators in the space to like make a bunch of professional content with it. So I had this series that I wrote that I had been wanting to produce but didn't have the means to do it. And like, this was the perfect way to do it. And I used all of those contacts that I had in the YouTube world from being on their channels so much to be in my series and um, make them the funny the funny ones. Like make I wrote them, the funny them people. yeah, I wrote them as being like the funny ones. I was like the straight man. And that was called Audition Fail. And then that kind of launched my channel into the space. and. Um, and then it's just winging it from there. Like YouTube evolved a lot in that space. It went from being scripted comedy to being like more personality content. And so I shifted into that. And, yeah. then, um, and then it moved into podcasting. And so a lot of OG YouTubers started podcasts. So we were doing that. Okay. That was all fine and dandy. It was all coming together. We had just started a new podcast called uh, Big Mood. Well, it was called Hey Bitch at the time, but um, 
it, it later became big mood that it just started in 2019 and then 2020 happened and 2020 was like this fucking crazy shift um obviously for the world but also in the space um I like everyone was like what do we do and luckily we could still do the podcast so that was good but it was really depressing first of all my channel got demonetized because they said I was selling firearms wasn't true at all <laughs> uh, so damn, you're an arms I had dealer? to prove that I wasn't manufacturing and selling illegal firearms Jesus. on my channel I don't know why or how that happened but um they remonetized my channel eventually after a few months, but it never was the same again. Like I'd put up content and my audience wouldn't get it. And so many people got unsubscribed randomly. Like it was just a shit show. Yeah. And YouTube doesn't really have a good customer service department. Like it's all right. automated. It's really hard to get a hold of a human person. Yeah, that was us in the beginning. And then, um, so we were doing the podcast, but uh, there was like a shift in, you know, personal dynamics, relationships, people wanted to do different things during the pandemic. My channel was demonetized. Uh, it just shit hit the fan. I found out I had a half biological brother that I didn't know about. Wow. Just a lot of things happened during this pandemic. And we were house hunting in Vegas, but you couldn't play you know, craps or table games is like you had you to hide your to. guns that you were selling. I had to hide the guns I was selling for <laughs> sure. And these guns. Yeah, um, I can see the gains. Yeah. A lot of gains. I Not actually, a lot of happiness going I on. I had a lot of gains content back then too. Landa, like did, did hashtag notice, gains. Landon, did you notice she broke 45 degrees there? I did. Does that mean? Mm. That mean? You're, you're means flexing that, correctly. Thank you. Yes. You did it. Because I have gains. Yeah. Um. So I was playing poker to get my fix of vegas while we weren't able to actually go out and gamble so you wanted to feel something i did and i had played poker casually for a long time like uh my family is really into games like so i have a huge filipino family and when we would get together we play scrabble and we play poker Man, those two things it's really kind of crazy how many people actually play poker that don't really know no. that poker is an industry i didn't at all neither Not did all. i we played with quarters like you know so <clears throat> I played with family for a long time. I actually learned how to play from my female cousins, which I heard is like most people, most other females learn from like their brother or yeah. their father. And I'm like, no, actually it was like my, my girl cousins wanted to play because all the adults were playing. I was like 10 years old, it was Easter, and they wouldn't let us play with them. So my girl cousins were like, okay, we're gonna start our own game. And we played with these like, you guys know what white rabbit candies are? They're no. like, Tootsie Rolls that are like white chocolate. It's an Asian candy, sure. but they're like white chocolate Tootsie Rolls. And that was, those were our poker chips. Sounds and like so, you took the worst candy out there and made it, it worse. It was bad. It was Significantly <laughs> worse. <laughs> you could eat the paper though. Oh, well. That was fun. That's an upgrade. That's a plus. Little, little yeah. niche. Okay. Sure. So I flex, learned how to play. I, f I was really good at it. I won a lot of candy. I had to learn bankroll management because I ate like most of my stack. <laughs> <laughs> and you get those gains. Yeah, that's that. See, that's the candy mm -hmm. right there. It exists. Woof. Um, I heard you guys a whole episode of what's the best and worst candy. I think they're one tier above you on? Tootsie Roll. What side are you on? Are you a fruit person? Or I are started you a that Twitter person? thread, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I remember. You're that. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't give an answer, did up. you? No, I did. But in a comment, not in the okay, actual. Okay, so Halloween candy, chocolate, 100% top tier. Like all the good Halloween candies, chocolate. But in real life, I'm a huge Sour Patch person. Mm -hmm. I love Haribo gummy bears mm -hmm. and Sour Patch. I just don't think that's good Halloween candy. It's not Halloween themed. It's like my everyday candy. Yeah. 
You know, if I'm Halloweening, I need a Butterfingers. I need a fucking Twix bar. Butterfingers is nice. I need, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, but I will say, I like the bigger Reese's. Reese's, yeah. Not the smaller ones. You guys mm -hmm. were like really into the small ones in that I, episode. I don't, I don't discriminate. Reese's is Reese's. No, I like, I like the Reese's that- Also, it's um, not even Reese's. It's Reese. No, it's not. Mm. It's I mean, Reese's. Because in we Philly, say they say Reese's. Reese's. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but it's incorrect. Reese's is not a thing. Yeah, we Reese's is not a thing. People from Philly I guess say Reese's, that. Yeah, Reese's would be the. I'm from possessive. California. It's it's Reese's. Like during the holidays, the Reese's. It's not just the cup. It's like like for like Easter coming up, there'll be like eggs, but yeah. it's Reese's. Yeah. Pieces, but it's but it's like twice as big. I so think like the Santa's. eggs. I think it's the amazing. eggs have too much chocolate though. No. The the chocolate <laughs> to peanut butter ratio fills off. See, I no, like no, I think more it's chocolate. Opposite. Yeah, it's it's less chocolate. You want you want more peanut butter? Yeah, no, no. it is more peanut butter. Uh, no, because the cup know. the cup is like it's thick. The 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 chocolate around it's thicker. Yeah, right. Like, if you get like the the egg, it's soft. It's it's soft and it's 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 thinner. Yeah, I think it's way more. I don't know. Now now I'm curious. Now I'm doubting myself. I would have agreed I, with Matt, but now Michelle's that you describe some, it, so you've reignited my memory. Like you brought back, and I do agree that the chocolate is thinner. Right, and not hard right exactly it's like, yeah yeah it's like mushy chocolate yeah because like mm. the top of like the, the crown of the cup anyway there's a whole harder. episode of yeah. this if you guys want to watch it <laughs> yep. just reenacting the, the whole top episode. of the crown of the cup is basically translucent you could literally see the peanut butter the yeah, chocolate yeah. is that thin but yeah. i like that the peanut butter is soft mm. in the big cups and it's not soft in the small cups it's like chalky i don't yeah. like that yeah, yeah that's fair but you could eat so many of them. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, that's where we're I'd rather that's eat quality over quantity. <laughs> I, but yeah. the mini ones, they'd make better poker chips if we were playing a mm. game. True. When and did you when did old. you graduate from uh down bad Tootsie rolls to <laughs> actual money? So I think college years, um land and cover your ears. Um <laughs> in the money it was like the moneymaker era yeah. of when I was in college and um no, I actually didn't pay attention to any of that other than all of my peers started playing poker a bunch. So we would have like home games and I did pretty well intuitively. I never there weren't I we didn't study charts or anything. I just like Yeah, we were freestyling back then. Yeah, baby. we were freestyling and I just anything with a face I was stoked on. Um I would bluff if it was like if it was a low board and I had a face card, I just bluffed and it would work. And I, I don't know. I just, I usually came up pretty big with those home games and didn't think anything about it. And then I stopped playing for a while. I would play, you know, maybe with family and like friends every once in a while, but I wasn't like playing on a regular basis. Um, I'd play on the Zynga app, like the play money app mm -hmm. sometimes if I was on, a, a trip i don't know but yeah in the pandemic i we were coming to vegas a lot and i started playing on zynga a lot more to get my fix and then uh someone i made a joke about how i won 20 million on like zynga poker <laughs> <laughs> and someone in my um in my instagram story was, was like oh i didn't know you were in a poker have you read this game mental game of poker because i was just playing the play money app during the stressful times, like to de-stress. We were shopping for a house, all this shit was going down with the friend circles and the like business and pandemic and it was just stressful. So I would just play for hours to take my mind off everything. And I got really into the game and they were like, you should read this book, Mental Game of Poker. And I was like, okay. And so I read it and in the first paragraph of this book, it was like, you know, maybe something's, something you need to work on is starting hand selection. For example, when you, in the beginning, you probably didn't know you should fold 
Queen Q J tiny O to a three B um, O O P, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Goddamn Zoomers. Queen Queen Jack. I could I could put together Queen Q J could be Queen Jack. What's that tiny O? I don't know. What's a three bet? Why would I fold that hand? That's a good hand. That's two faces, first of all. And what's oop? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is oop? <laughs> Like, okay, there's a lot yeah. to this game I don't know. So that intrigued me. I read a lot more that I read the whole book. I actually found that book to be really nice in a life analogy way. Um, a lot of poker is kind of analogous to life. I like that about it. Uh, but I am a huge nerd. I fucking love new hobbies. I like figuring shit out. I like puzzles. I like detective stuff. So I was like, I'm going to learn this game. I'm going to learn this uh gto oh they say that you can profit over a long period of time well i was already trading options and doing using a strategy that was like okay you can 90 percent profit over a long period of time if you use this options trading strategy so i was into strategies and making you know tiny profits over you know a, a gambling game type of game and i started studying um theory and I was fascinated by the whole thing. I loved it. I just loved, I loved learning positions. I loved learning ranges. I started watching poker vloggers, um, learning bet sizes, but I probably studied for four months with a, a solver. It was poker snowy at the time because that was what mental game of poker mentioned. And it was just the first one I saw. So I did that and they have drills where you, I was working on starting hand selection and I could not believe how many hands with a face you're supposed to fold like, very depressing it was super depressing i was like i can't king seven i could i can't and it's like no you're wrong it, it, i had it on this setting where it would only let you know if you were wrong like if you made a mistake then a, a message would pop up like you should have done this you should have folded you should have called you should have bet or whatever and it was just wrong everything i did was wrong and i was so mad that i don't like being wrong so i was like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get good at this yep. I printed out a range chart from every position. I think it was from 888 Poker. And it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, first I would make myself name the position that I was before I, like without looking at the chart or anything. Like, okay, what are you, what position are you now? Under the gun. Okay, wh what can, can I start this hand? It's queen seven off. No, can't, can't do it, fold. And then I would, I would hit fold and I'm like, okay, oh, an error message didn't pop up. Okay, good, and check the chart. And then it was just that, every like every hand until I had it memorized where I could name the position I was and correctly like fold or open the hand. Or if I got three bet, that I'd be like, okay, am I supposed to call this? Okay, am I supposed to four bet? Okay, I'm, oh shit, I have to fold king queen off? Like that's insane that's banana bonkers um i started in cash too by the way um yeah and so it was just a lot of that for four months and then i finally got the courage to try like casino poker like play in a public space and um it it's was intimidating at first like was, the first time yeah you did it, it was right? yeah it was at commerce casino oh my gosh <laughs> What a what a what a start! Fun to start. Fun, we were, fun first experience. It was my, I'm sure yeah, that was. my husband was actually the one that encouraged me to do it. It it helps to have a really encouraging spouse, by the way. I've heard horror stories of people that don't aren't in the supportive relationship, and um, I can't imagine. Like sometimes I'm at the table and they're like, "Your husband lets you play this." I'm like, "Lets me? That's so yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy word." No, he loves it. Um, so we were coming back home from I think it was 
Mother's Day. It was like a Mother's Day or Memorial Day weekend. I think it was Memorial Day weekend. Okay. We're coming back from San Diego. Um, his family's in San Diego. We lived in LA and we were passing by the Commerce Casino. It's right off the freeway. And I'd always passed that casino and been like, I wonder what it's like in there. And so he's like, you should try playing poker. And I'm like, oh no, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. That's, it's pretty crazy. I've only played with friends and like online and with play money. And he's like, no, you should do it. You just pretend it's like, just pretend you're playing the play money app or pretend you're doing your, your drills that you do in the morning. I'm like, okay, the drills do train you to be a knit. So it's, uh, I think I'm, I think I could profit. Okay. <laughs> so I went in there and I was in a, like a hot pink, tank top with like white shorts and sounds like my kind of outfit it, like wedges <laughs> i knew it i was you were my inspiration actually wow i didn't know it at the time but um yeah Manifest so i walk it. in there and i thought it was gonna be like a vegas casino where you could walk in with like a tank top and shorts no one's staring at you oh, um, they stare. but it was not that it was like a giant cafeteria of shuffling chips yeah. and that's a great description right. of yeah. <laughs> For sure. super intimidating i was like i didn't expect it to be like this i thought it was gonna be more flashy and like mm -hmm. casino-y um so i was like oh shit i what did i do what did i get myself into so I, I had to sign up for a players club moment. card and um, I'm walking to, I didn't know how to sign up for a table. I had to learn all that. And then I'm walking to my table. Everybody's like stare. I just felt a lot of eyeballs staring. I was like, okay, just act like you know what you're doing. Just act like you're, you've been here before. <laughs> and, um, I'm sitting down and I'm just pretending that it's the solver that it's like, I'm just playing my drills in the morning. And my only goal was to come out profitable. And I did, um, I went in with $200. By the way, if you ever go to Commerce, the three five games are a two hundred dollar max buy in. So you, yeah, I thought that that was normal. Forty forty big blinds. Um, They're actually pretty sharp what? out there. They keep all their low stakes really, really, really capped. Yeah. And the only people who win are the rake. Yeah, so, basically. Yeah. So basically. they keep the economy like really flush because you lose slowly, but you lose entirely to the rake. Yeah, and they burn. keep it like to the degenerate like yeah. people that like the gambly. Yeah, yeah. I want to shove yeah. kind of crowd. Yeah, you can only lose 40 big blinds at a time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's perfect. So it was perfect for me starting out because I only gave myself $1,000 to start with as a bankroll. So I was like, okay, this is like five buy-ins. Okay, great. Um, and I thought uh, because the vloggers were all like, the ones I was watching was 2-5. I didn't even think about playing 1-3. I just started at 3-5. And... I was playing One for peasants, Nikki. I know. What am I poor? <laughs> I run a YouTube channel. I have a thousand dollars to spend. I'll have you. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. And uh, it was it was scary, but it was so fun. I had so much fun playing with these grinders who were looking at me sideways. Um, like I always had the nuts because I was just playing really tight. And uh, and they gave me lots of money, and I felt really good after. I was like, "Oh my god!" How long god. ago was this? This was pandemic. Uh, I okay. think it was beginning twenty twenty one. So I mean, not okay, so not that long ago. Not that long ago at all. No. And then I was um, grinding. I started going back like every every other day. It was like three times a week. I would Got go back itch, to the yeah. commerce. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it, like everyone's masked up too. I liked it because no one knew who I was. I just. It could That's be like, too, I could yeah. be whoever I you was. You felt like, like an extra layer of protection. Yeah. And back back to like the original, like trying on different roles and stuff mm -hmm. as a kid, like 
oh, I'm being in like a new world and pretending I belong there. Like, I just love that kind of feeling. Like, like it's like I'm a spy in someone yeah. else's world. And so <laughs> I just got to observe. I love table banter. I, I did stand up for a long time. So I like doing crowd work, but they don't, I'm not trying to be funny. So we're like, they don't know. I'm just mm -hmm. like, you know, making, I'm just roasting people yeah. at the table. It's really fun. I'm just like, I love needling. I love, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part of all poker is the needling. Um, uh, and uh, hand reading. I'm still pretty intuitive, even studying all the charts. I liked learning the technical aspects and bet sizing and pot odds and all of that stuff. I like that, but really like the in intuition part is more of my strength. So live plays way more fun for me than, than online. online play yeah. i'm sorry landon yeah you're, um, you're speaking to the choir here in this okay movie. good uh so three five commerce is a pretty far cry from 10 20 whatever yeah. on max pain monday yeah. how, did, how did you find yourself in in that setting <laughs> mr magoo <laughs> um no so yeah i was i was grinding three five i was okay i had my ritual i was like I would get up in the morning, I would walk on my treadmill, I'd watch some poker vlogger videos to like get me in the headspace because it feels like, okay, that's me playing, you know? And then I would go to the casino and I would play. I was profitable. I've never been not profitable. Like I'd never knock on wood. I'd never oh, like, I've oh, never look. like. <laughs> You're gonna yeah, she really has only been playing for two years, huh? Yeah. <laughs> bankroll management is your friend like i was i've yeah. always been like big on i mean after those tootsie rolls <laughs> i'm like i'm not gonna let that uh, happen you did again give yourself a whole five buy-ins i did so i mean you are pretty sharp so i was like okay if i can if i can turn this thousand dollars into ten thousand dollars in a year that I'll keep going. So it's kind of like a game. It was like a, it was a hobby, but it was like a fun challenge. It was a game. I loved learning new spots. I loved recording hand histories and going over them and, you know, getting better and um, just like really figuring out the game, being a, a beginner, being a student. I like being new at something and um, seeing the progress and improvement. I, I f I'm in love with the process. I think that's how you should be in life is like, really liking the process because results are so fleeting that you just like, if you don't like what you're doing on a day to day, then you're just going to hate existing, which you, it's very easy to fall into. Um, so yeah, learning spots was really fun. And then I went to a Brad Owen and Andrew Nimi meetup game at the hustler. And that was a five, five game. And their buy-in is a thousand dollar max which is insane. It's like the whole role. Yeah, thing. that's the whole, I'm like, people are just sitting down with a thousand dollars. They, are they kings? Where do, where do they come <laughs> from? Are they trust fund babies? I don't know. Um, that was a lot. I was, so I bought in at 300. That was the minimum you could buy. And I was like, this is even more than the max at commerce, the bin buy-in. And uh, there's me on the Hustler. I was at Hustler Casino and the guy, so people were just, you know, they were, bullying me but not really bullying they were just playing their stack size versus my stack size and i was not opening correctly for my stack depth because i was just not used to i was just not used to it i didn't know that 100 big blinds was like standard or 200 big blinds which was what they were playing and luckily the guy next to me was like hey you might want to buy in bigger because you're just gonna keep getting blown off of pots like you just unless you have the nuts you're just not gonna be able to play it hands and i was like okay so i rebought for a thousand and um i ended up working my way back up to 
break even but that guy actually gave you terrible advice <laughs> yeah i don't know well the we the, know it worked at that yeah. time it, it works for la <laughs> well the 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 simple the simple truth of it is they should be playing down to my stack size. correct yeah the effective stack is always the shortest stack but so they weren't <laughs> well it doesn't matter if they are or not yeah. like if you're good at pre-flop you just get to be all in a bunch yeah no so, i wasn't good at pre-flop uh, i think fair. well you're was, supposed to be studying the snowy no i know but i didn't know about stack depth ah i just right. had it set it was the def- playable or not playable. the default was yeah, yeah i think 100 big blinds mm-hmm. but i didn't really pay attention to that i just yeah playable or not playable yeah yeah i had to learn a lot as i went that was the next step of learning it's funny that that wasn't that long ago because it feels like a lifetime ago um and i i got really drunk because i'm not good at meeting new people um sober disagree (laughs) we all literally just met that's that's true i did drink though i was drunk by the time we met i didn't know that (laughs) yeah there were there was an open bar (laughs) okay you were well i I did not know you were drunk it only takes two drinks for me to be pretty off the rails but uh and then i got fed a lot of wine at that dinner but anyway <laughs> I fucking, fucking Todd. i'm very Sorry. sloppy when i meet people yeah. but i'm glad emo, that i passed slay baddie todd i was very slay baddie yeah yeah todd slay baddie he's slay zaddy <laughs> slay zaddy zaddy todd we had a lot of zaddy talk at that dinner yeah it was awkward that should have been the cue yeah no that just made you think i was young not no. drunk <laughs> no okay i, I, I thought you were young to begin with but yeah. okay um yeah not landon young to be no. clear. okay good good yeah yeah it's too young no one wants to be associated <laughs> with that generation <laughs> thank you um it's funny because when you were playing uh like just getting into poker that was when i was uh online like starting to starting? get two five playing two five online nice uh yeah so like a year before that was when i was playing 50 now and that's when i kind of got into poker i got into poker at the start of 2018 nice yeah yeah 2018 it was like forever ago yeah many many hours ago like 200 hour months it feels like forever ago and also like like it was yesterday no nah, for me it doesn't feel like yesterday no? i feel like a completely different person well, you now. are because you went through puberty yeah <laughs> <laughs> i went through life puberty for sure people. yeah i grew up they develop kinda. into an adult <laughs> no Boys i don't change. have a drive yet <laughs> oh man he still has a while to go before the whole prefrontal cortex is developed yeah yeah that whole thing cope yeah. Cope, cope, seethe, cope. <laughs> Just eat a lot of eggshells. You'll be yeah. fine. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I drunk. So now you're a 25-50 grinder. Yeah. So now I'm a 25-50 grinder. Yeah. And I, I just jumped. I was like, okay, guy taught me everything I need to know at that Hustler meetup game. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're just buying deeper. I just buy deep and go hard. That's what <laughs> she said. Maybe. She yeah. did say uh, it. She said it right now. Did you, did you win on the Hustler stream? I, you played I it multiple didn't. times, I was right? really. Up- or did you only play it once? I only played it once so okay. far. So far, I, I've told the boys I would come back soon. The boys. But the boys. Um, yeah, I, I was up the first half, and then I got just a really bad run, like boat over boated. I folded when I would have had quads with my favorite hand, by the way. Pocket fives is my favorite hand. Mm. And I'm like, I got to play it no matter what. But then I got, um, it was like a four bet from Sashimi, and she's like, I'm like, I know she has something. She did. She had ace king. And there were like four other people in the pot, and they were calling this four bet. And I was like, I can't. I can't call with a third of my stack with pocket fives and then it flopped quads and everybody was betting and i was like what oh, the fuck it's my pain. favorite hand i would have been so go- so golden but the horror yeah i uh so i was grinding i was grinding two five 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 and i moved to vegas i thought i was just gonna be doing youtube and doing my podcast and 
you know, playing at the strip, playing cash games casually. And I was like, well, WSOP is coming up. I've never um, played tournaments or studied them. And my neighbors across the street were uh, Katie Lindsay and Chris Mormon. And I met them because I was told they were professional gamblers by my uh, <laughs> gossip neighbor. Um, so yeah, I moved in this neighborhood. I loved it. It's by the lakes. And it's like the, one of the only neighborhoods in, in Vegas that has like lakes. And it reminded me of California. And so I was like, I got to live here. But I was told it was a retirement community. So I was like, God, I hope there's like one couple that like maybe knows how to play poker and then we could like go to the strip or we could we play could home friends. games or something we could be friends um and the first lady to introduce herself we went on a walk and she was like do you know the people across the street from you are professional gamblers and i was like <laughs> what that's crazy what game is it blackjack or maybe poker do, we, do they play poker was it roulette or what is it and she's like oh, i don't know it's, it's like it's cards though I'll, I'll find out and so then she she comes back to me the next time and she's like okay i found out they're poker players <laughs> and i was like no that's what are their names that's crazy yeah. and then she told no me how can i meet them yeah then i then i ran into katie when i was checking my mail and she introduced herself and she had heard all about me and my husband because this neighbor knows everything about every neighbor <laughs> and so she's like i was like oh i heard you guys play poker and she's like yeah i heard you you and your husband do youtube and he does crypto i'm like wow we really know a lot about each other right off the bat <laughs> and um i asked her about poker and if she wanted to go play on the strip and she said no i don't play cash games i only play tournaments and i was like that's crazy because every pro that i knew played mostly cash games and then sometimes tournaments and she introduced me really to the whole tournament world and um I like time of pain. Yeah. But I, I didn't meet them until the WSOP in that, in that time from February until May, I started studying with a coach. So I went to Andrew Nimi and I asked him for, uh, who he recommends for private coaching because I was having a really tough time getting coach recommendations. People were like, Oh, you should do this course or that course. I was like, no, I've done courses. I just want private a private coach a to friend. like go over my leaks yeah and to like help me go from cash games to to uh mtt and so he recommended jesse sylvia so i started working with jesse well jesse sent me a bunch of quizzes to like make sure i was like is okay. jesse poker snowy jesse is poker snowy <laughs> you didn't know he is floppable though yeah um so jesse, yeah so jesse snowy <laughs> I started working with him and uh the first time I played a live MTT, I was studying a lot. I was studying MTTs before I worked with him and I won a, a WSOP.com one. I won se second place for $2,000. And I doubled I, the bankroll. No, I took all of that and I was like, I'm putting this into private coaching. So mm -hmm. I like to reinvest into a business. I was treating it like a business. And I was like, okay, it's all going to coaching. Smart. I got to get ready for WSOP. So then I all went to, I bought a coaching package for 10 sessions. From and Jesse Snowy. From Jesse Snowy. Snowy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from, Je from Jesse Snowy. Snowy. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Snowy. Yeah. And I learned a lot. The first uh, live MTT I did was at the Orleans. It was a $100 buy-in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These <laughs> are the tortoise streets right oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I went from the commerce to the Orleans. It felt like home, to be honest. Right, yeah. <laughs> Orleans is the commerce of it's Vegas. It's commerce adjacent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had no idea what was happening. I was like, oh my God, this is not like online at all. I don't know how, much, how many big blinds I have at any given time. I was using a calculator the whole time. Or I was anybody like, else's big blinds, right? Anybody yeah, I was stack, like trying yeah. to calculate stacks. 
stacks. I mean, this is so crazy. Also, the way that chip stacks, so much different than cash. I'm used to having like, you know, stacks of chips and right. this is like little tiny baby piles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel rich at all. I'm like uh, constantly looking at the blinds moving. The clock is making me so nervous. Everything's going so fast. Like going from online to live play was so hard. A lot happened at once. A lot happened at once. Yeah. And so I, I didn't make it, but I was proud of myself for knowing my shoving ranges at 20 big blinds. I, um, I shoved queen jack suited over a uh, cutoff open and a button call from the from the small blind. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank Very you. Nice. And I never would have done that in cash. Yeah, nobody ever does insane. that in these things. Um, right. So I got called by Jax and I was like, I'm fucked. Nope, Queen came and he was out and I was like, I rule. And then <laughs> I got it at a huge stack. I got um, a set over aces and I stacked another person. I was like, I love tournaments. This is the best. And then I lost it all to some shit hand. It was like King 10 suited into like my Kings and they got a flush and I was out and I was like, Oh my God, why would someone do that? Like, why would they shove <laughs> King 10 there? Like that's so mean. And now I didn't even make it past late reg. I was like so bummed. And then I had my first session with Jesse that week. And the very next week I went back to the Orleans and I won first place at that hundred dollar buy. -in. A real redemption story. Yeah. yeah. Like shout as, out to Jesse. Like, we did something. Yeah, he did something. <laughs> he taught, we went over hand histories yep. and he went over like ranges and, and different like multi-way spots. Um, really like stuff that you can't learn in books, like multi-way spots and um, just, I don't know, just different spots that I was unfamiliar with that would come up frequently. Mm -hmm. And, and so I was really just trying to learn like one spot at a time. The first lesson he told me was to peel more from the button and the big blind because I, as a cash player, like I was just overfolding yeah, from those spots sure. like way too much and um and so that helped a lot and yeah and so i won first and i was like oh my gosh this is great um i don't know what i did but i'm gonna try to do it again i'm just gonna keep studying and so then the next month i entered a survivor and i won the survivor and that was like you a survived. donation i survived it was a 300 dollars buy-in got 2500 dollars. so the bank will start a building because it was like well, these like $2,500 wins were like adding up and I was going to use it for my bankroll for WSOP. So then I won the survivor. And then the next week I won, um, an MGM grand started their summer series for the very first time. And they started the very first tournament was a hundred dollar buy-in with, I think it was a it's either a hundred K guarantee or a 50 K guarantee. I can't remember, but it was like a pretty good value. Yeah. So I came in at late reg with a hundred dollar buy-in plus a hundred dollar add-on. And I ended up taking, it was a two day tournament and I took second for $12,000. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And this was like, that was only like my 15th live tournament. And so at this point I played 15 live tournaments and I final tabled or won three of them. Um, or, and like, I didn't ever min cash yet. I had only either busted or final tabled. It was the only two extremes I do. So then the very next week was the WSOP. I got introduced to all the ACR pros through Katie Lindsay. Um, I subbed in for Ebony Kenny because her leg got twisted in a dance thing that she did. So they were doing this thing called Punter Olympics. 
at punter's pad and she needed like a fill-in so we became nakebony and i was like anytime <laughs> there was a physical activity like i i subbed in for her and then she swapped out with the other with the other stuff that was like upper body and our team won yeah spoilers but you can go watch it on um acr's youtube channel and then it was wsop and it felt nice to know people going into wsop the tournament community is so much more social than the cash games community mm -hmm. so yeah, that was really fun sure. they're all commiserating uh, with one yeah, another yeah <laughs> yeah exactly just like they're all everyone's depressed but you like, down you bad? Yeah, I'm down bad. Yeah. he's down bad too let's hang out with him yeah, okay great cool um do yeah. did you how much of yourself do you have yeah there's lots of conversations <laughs> like that um so i played the housewarming i was just gonna play every tournament that was under a thousand dollar buy-in you and the tortoise man you guys are just going to be like that's right arm in arm this summer yeah see? we'll see you there, get yeah. it it's right so we played the, the house warming together <laughs> yeah there you go and i busted but it was exhilarating it was like this is such a big feel this is so cool i can't believe i get to play like i get to sit down and kind of know what i'm doing because i studied mtt and i didn't think i was going to be ready but now i have like a bankroll for it that's cool um, and then the next event I played was the $600 deep stack late regged came in at like 40 big blinds, maybe a little less than 40 big blinds. And, and that was $600, only one bullet. And I ended up final tabling that and getting fourth for $116,000. So what the fuck? yeah, <laughs> wow. that was my 20th live tournament. Um, Jesus. That's that, that'll so, give you the tournament bug real quick. I was like, yeah. I, I, why did I ever play cash? Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I, tell, I attribute commerce low 40 big blind buy-ins. I, I like to buy into tournaments at 40 big blinds. Sure. feel very confident at that stack depth. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know. Jesse had this conversation with me after I won, and he was like, hey, you know, like, don't let your ego get ahead of you. Like, don't start, like, buying in all crazy and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. I was like, Jesse, I am the opposite. I have imposter syndrome, like, crazy. I never thought I was going to go this far. I thought I was going to, like, do a cute little mincash, get to post an Instagram story, like, yay, mincash my first WSOP, and, like, you know, been, like, a cute little tourist in this world. And now I, like... I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to play the beginning of a tournament anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared. <laughs> and I just like, <laughs> I was like, hell. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, we're just going to have fun. We're just going to have fun and play cash games after. Like that was the game plan all along. I think I did the Instagram story at the beginning of that $600 buy-in that was like, okay, I'm lighting $600 on fire and then I'm going to play cash games. And then it, yeah, I just kept going. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, after that, you I did got... did light it on fire, but then you lit it on fire to $112,000. There's the stories. <laughs> yeah, that was... There's an ace. I see an ace. I had a really good run. Feels good. Wait. It's so it's so crazy because uh, we're all so old and jaded and yeah. fixed, fixed in this world that... Yep. Uh, we don't remember what it feels like to have that level of enthusiasm. Excitement. Yeah, but it's wild. Yeah. I ask you about YouTube, which you've been doing for 12 odd years. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I did it. It's a thing. And, you know, <laughs> comedy or podcast or something. I don't know. I'm in the world. And it's like, well, how did you transition to poker? It's like, let me tell you <laughs> every gory detail of the last 18 months of how I got to right here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. So welcome to my world. Yeah. YouTubers are the same. Everyone's jaded. Everyone's bitching about the algorithm. Everyone fucking hates it. Seriously. And, fuck the algorithm. Yeah. And then I come into algorithm. this world and especially with the poker vlogger community, it's like the baby version of 
what the YouTube community used to be. It just really reminds me of the early days yeah. when everyone like collaborated and supported each other and they were like happy when they won things like like so precious like so, so wholesome protect them it's like it's like that uh that part from uh billy madison where he grabs the kid by the cheeks cherish goes, don't it. you ever leave yes Say that. i wanted to pitch but andrew Neamey and brad owen's cheeks like cherish it <laughs> yeah uh, also before your time landed it's okay we understand yeah. adam sandler is a comedian he used to be on saturday Night live <laughs> and at one point he made funny movies you know, my cousin was in a movie with him. No, I did not. Yeah, it was called Bedtime Stories. Oh yeah! Oh there's my the, God, he pulls it right up. Guapo, you just right on it. I love it. That kid's <laughs> fucking face, man. You can like hear his that cheeks. That kid's face was meant for that yeah. scene. It's perfect. It's Great incredible. casting. The casting director should get an award for that remarkable. particular scene. Yeah. <laughs> we actually remarkable. did a podcast episode on Adam Sandler. I saw. I watched it. You did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna be good. So, so we switch off who does the topics for our podcast, yeah. either me or my husband. And every time he picks one, I get scared. I'm like, this is gonna, this is gonna be horrible. This is gonna suck. It's like oh, we're doing Adam Sandler. I'm like, oh no, how are we gonna talk about Adam Sandler for an hour? And we did. I actually loved it. Mm -hmm. It was so fun. You guys glossed over a couple uh, some uh, gems. Yeah, so some real hidden some gems. uncut gems. Correct. Based. Uh, but I also don't know the the time at which it was made. So it's possible that like one yeah. of his newest movies was actually really good after I kept gems. I can't remember what it was though. The murder mystery one. No, but you guys definitely glossed over that one, <laughs> which I think uh, that was new at the time. That was like the newest okay. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what the newest one is now. It's on Netflix. Obviously it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah. It's on Netflix, but I, um, yeah, I didn't, I, when I first met the vlogging community, they were like, but YouTube, like I went on Johnny vibes, but, podcast shout mm. out to um embrace, embrace the, grind. the grind yeah thank you alley -oop, thank yeah. you <laughs> um and he he was like really into like talking about like youtube and stuff and i think that there's a lot of the poker community is like oh yeah like online poker's dead or whatever we're gonna start making content and like they're like yay it's like a nice healthy habit that takes their mind off poker so for me, poker was like a habit or a, a hobby that took my mind off of YouTube. Yeah. It was like a vice versa thing. So I still very enthusiastic about learning new spots and like working with solvers and uh, learning as much as possible about the game that you guys are all jaded on. But that's, that's how we feel about I like can building an audience yeah. and, you know, finding better ways to engage. Yeah. You haven't gotten, oh, no. you haven't gotten whacked by the algorithm enough times yet. Oh no, we definitely have. You've been abused. I mean, uh, I you was haven't just, gotten your channel flagged for selling guns yet. We haven't no. had that happen. <laughs> although I feel like it would kind of bolster our our stock at this point. Yeah, I, I was talking about this the other day. I was saying, uh, so we just put out a documentary that we actually made four years ago, released two years ago, or a year and a half ago. About a year and a half. Uh, but it was behind Poker Go Paywall, so now okay. it's, it's finally on YouTube for plug free. Plug it. Plug it. Uh, it's it. to be determined. You can find it on to our be determined. on our YouTube. Okay, page. Well, when when you're ready to plug it, you let me know. Sure, <laughs> um, but it it just surpassed 100,000 views, and it's going to be on pace to be our most watched video right now. It's nice. our second most watched. Woo! And I was saying, like, uh, I I text the production guys. I go, I go, hey man, uh, you know, great job. Obviously, we all knew this was a hit, but uh, it's our second most watched video now. Just cracked 100,000 views, and then I paused and I go which is very unimpressive for a six-year-old channel. <laughs> Your channel's six years old? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> it's not unimpressive. It's actually a lot harder to grow. It's, I mean, it's harder to mm -hmm. make it in poker, right? Because like 
saturated and people study too much and like it's the game's like way more evolved than it was 10 years ago same for youtube it's like back then people didn't know what they were doing people were succeeding like because there wasn't it wasn't saturated everyone was collaborating and mm -hmm. and like now it's like it there's so many people like back then it was like don't tell anyone you're on youtube it's going to ruin your career and now it's like <laughs> hey how many social media followers right, do you have yeah. how, how big is your following um i mean my channel has a little over half a million subscribers but that's not even impressive anymore like that's like that's like baby numbers because everyone and you're 10x us i know we're <laughs> we're almost there we're, we're about what 600 away from uh, 50,000 50, subscribers. So go out and subscribe. So your ratio, like getting 100,000 yeah. views on a that. video. Oh, for almost 500 away. For 50,000 subscribers? Yeah. Getting 100,000 views on a video is huge. That's yeah, really impressive. Right. That ratio is really nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you, uh, over time, like getting 10% of your, of your following to watch is like pretty it's good. Oh, pretty we're, doing, good. we're doing better than that. Yeah, we average like 20%. Yeah. I think if you're going to make it in YouTube right now, if like you're going to start a channel today, I would highly recommend you go niche like people whenever they're asking like how do I, I want to start a youtube channel but i don't know what to do okay well pick something you really love and like that you can talk about forever for like three years only like specifically that because the way to grow is just being super niche right now and um capitalizing on like one group of audience guess i'm starting a barbecue channel okay <laughs> honestly so there's something for there's everyone. a lot of them out there yeah i anytime i want to learn mm -hmm. how to do something i, I get, look up same thing yes right, right yeah and then so I, I do like a lot of cooking too yeah and like if I, i'm like hmm i really like want to try to cook this and then i go straight to youtube and search for it yeah. and then i find somebody and then i find somebody else and i watch like four or five different videos on the, how to cook the exact same thing and then use which techniques i like yeah that I take a little bit of this a yeah, little bit of that exactly. yeah and, and you make, make it your own, own. that's yep. how you find your voice right. too it's exactly. like and then even if there's hundred thousand other cooking channels no one's gonna say it the way that you say it right. so you never mm -hmm. know what audience is gonna be really attracted to yeah. you and then I, I follow like there's probably like th three or four uh main like barbecue channels that i follow yeah and i follow them all for like different reasons yeah right? so one's like a he's like called like the mad scientist barbecue and he just does like experiments and like so he takes like two different things and like tries like two different techniques mm -hmm. and see which comes out better so like i like follow him for one thing and then somebody for something else and then it's yeah like they all have their own little thing their own little thing mm -hmm. it's like poker vloggers yeah exactly yeah you could have a bunch of them everyone's like oh there's too many poker vloggers now i'm like no but everyone has a different voice like they mm -hmm. and they have a different way of playing they have a different style yeah, it's like, like saying there's too many music artists yeah right yeah there's yeah. never gonna like, be too many it's only like the i think people just like to put limits in their head and it just makes it makes it that much more impressive whenever you rise to the to the top and you're like the top one percent of one percent yeah. or whatever yeah yeah i think people give themselves reasons to not try or mm -hmm. to stop trying yeah i i could see that for sure i mean it's not i think people us as a species like humans they have evolved to really uh, value certainty like they really, really get latched onto certainty. So you'll see people, you know, following really traditional routes because they're told like, oh, that's like the most certain, like go to school and then you'll get a degree and then like you're more certain to get a job. But like, it's not really true. Like the job market sucks. Uh, people are in tons of student loan debt. Like it's not, mm -hmm. like it's not necessarily certain. And you can give yourself the best shot. You can make the most plus EV decisions, but you're never like guaranteed to win the pot There's you're never guaranteed of, uh, to like win it so okay. might as well ch go after something you actually love 
that's what I try to tell people to do all the time. Like just throw fucking everything you've learned out the window, like on how to construct your life. Focus on like what you like to do, because no matter what, it's nothing's guaranteed. You're not guaranteed mm -hmm. a cool job. You're not guaranteed security. You're not guaranteed money. I mean, in the pandemic, a bunch of people lost their jobs, like, and those are qualified people that have been mm -hmm. doing working in that field for 20 years and they still lost their job. So you're just never guaranteed anything. And knowing that can be very scary, but it all, it can also be like really it's kind of freeing, freeing to know that like, Hey, nothing's guaranteed. So fuck it. Like just go after what you want. Last year for me was kind of a, a fun, like gap year. I moved, we moved, moved to Vegas. It was our first year in right, Vegas. You're 25. I'm 25. It was, I was 25. And I was you like, the world is my oyster. When you're 25, so you take a gap year. Cause life sucks at 25. No, yeah, some countries take a gap year at 25. Everything goes wrong at 25. All you 25-year-olds out there, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. Your life's going to suck this year. But next year, <laughs> you're going to rebuild, and it's going to be better. That's your year. And mm -hmm. by 27, we've already discussed that 27, you're, you're going to know who you are, and it's mm -hmm. going to be... It's just gonna be great after that. Nothing can go wrong in your life after 27. Yeah, yeah right. it's all smooth sailing. Everybody knows this. It's perfect. It's all it's common knowledge. Uh, I have a couple questions with the shit they don't teach you. Yes, podcast. shit they don't tell you. Or shit they don't it's tell okay. you. Okay, my so. husband announces it wrong I, every time. I That's his intro. The shit that that which they do not tell you podcast. <laughs> uh, speaking of your husband, uh, the first question I'll ask is, what's it like working with? your significant other, like as somebody who yeah. has only hired friends, yeah. I know that there are ups and downs. <laughs> okay, everyone says, don't do it. I, I, I love it. I can't imagine it any other way, but he's also my best friend and we have always worked together. So before we even were dating, we were friends through our sketch group, one that channel. Mm. We met through YouTube. Um, he was an improv comedian. I did stand up, and then we met through sketch comedy on this channel called Totally Sketch. And we were both in serious relationships at the time. And we're the same type of romantic partner. We're like hella romantic, but our partners weren't. Anyway, we were um, just in a comedy group together for years, just as friends. Didn't see him as anything else because both in relationships. And then we both got dumped at the same time. And we were commiserating basically on a sketch. And he was like, hey, have you seen Great Gatsby? And I was like, no, I heard it sucks. And he's like, yeah, I heard it sucks too. You wanna like go watch it and see how much it sucks together? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, w Riz, baby. Yep. Yeah, that was our first date. And we just hit it off off the bat. We missed the movie three times, three different showings because we just kept talking at dinner about everything under the sun and just like kept being like, you feel that way too? Oh my God, me too, oh my God. And we, we were best friends immediately and we've never stopped being best friends. Um, I think that if you're able to communicate really well, then even the issues that we've had like working together, we work through them really easily because um, I, we just wanna understand each other. So when we disagree, we just wanna like figure out what each other's trying to say and then like find a middle ground that we can work from. And I think that depending on your relationship dynamic, it's not always like that. So if you have problems with communication in your relationship, I don't recommend starting a business together because yeah, it's just mm -hmm. gonna amplify whatever issues you already have. Sounds like you wouldn't recommend being in a relationship either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Like uh, a lot of our show is just telling people to break up. Yeah, it seems reasonable. <laughs> They'll write in like, hey, they, they're like this and I'm like this, but I love them. Like, no, break up. Like, <laughs> it's not gonna work. Unless you guys can both agree on this part, yeah. then it won't work, but. Yeah, especially with like the dynamic of you playing poker was like the he lets you do that. 
that's like, yeah, what, I can't. What do you mean? What do you mean he I get asked that question. I would have up with him if he didn't let me play poker. Mm-hmm. I get asked that question an absurd amount of times. Like yeah. almost every time I go out, like especially if it's after midnight. <laughs> Like I'm supposed to turn into a pumpkin or something at, <laughs> at midnight because all the men are it's like, like gremlins, you know. You you're married. Gremlin... I see a wedding ring. Is that real? First of all, is that wedding ring real? That's like another. You question get that I question a lot. Really? I do get that question a lot. Like yeah. I, I guess maybe there's an influx of women wearing wedding. Fake well, I heard it rings. is a thing, or like which it could be. Which it's because there's creepy men out there. Yeah. Right. But knowing that they don't respect it anyway, because like <laughs> right, sometimes yeah, I'm like, yeah. yes, it's real. They're well, like, the word's nah. out now. So they like, must not even no, do it. No, it's yeah. not. I'm like, like yeah, I just lie. It's fake. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> what do you want? What, what answer would you like, sir? Yeah. Um, but they're good. Yeah. They're like, your hu- so your husband lets you stay out this late. Like he's not going to be mad. I'm like, I've, I can't imagine yeah. being so in a like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm out here getting paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's doing crypto right now. Yeah. The other question is, like, is he playing too? Where is he playing? And I'm like, no, he doesn't play. And they're like, he plays. He doesn't play. <laughs> I, no, he doesn't. They're gaslighting you into something that doesn't exist. They just have, like, a story in their head, and then right. I don't confirm it, and they don't want to change their own story. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I just give I'm okay, yeah, you're right. He's right. over there. He's, That's him. <laughs> that one over there. Man, that would be yeah, a very good bit. they built this image in their head yeah. of you, and then they don't want to deflect from it. Like, That'd be a yeah. sick bit, actually. Yeah. Like, you just find a stranger and say that he's your husband. Yeah. And then sometimes, <laughs> like, someone that asks you if that your husband goes, are you? You were husband's like, what, well, what are you talking about? There was I was playing a Bellagio once and there was this guy that wouldn't let it go, um, that my husband had to be playing somewhere and and every time someone I knew would sit down. So I had like, you know, friends that play cash and I know people in the room and when Six they would flex. table yeah, influxing super hard. Yeah, good good brag on Your friends. channel's gonna get banned for all this uh, all these I guns understand. being shown. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what okay. you're trying to sell. Um <laughs> every time a new guy would sit down, I'm like, Oh my god, how are you doing? He, they'd be like, That's your husband. I'm like, Yes. That's and right. then the next one would come and they're like, oh, maybe that's your husband. I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> that's my husband. Yes. By the way, I'm Mormon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case you were wondering. You got to commit to the bit. A you know that from husbands. sketch comedy. Yes. You Just commit. yes and yep. over and over and over again. Whatever they want. If they don't want to hear my story, then they're just stuck on theirs. I just confirm it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, well, they, they acknowledge your story and then they acknowledge that it's not real. Yeah. In their mind. Right. I know you had a flush. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and yes, I did. Yes, and I also had a boat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, cool. And I had quads. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's a lot of hands. Yeah. You only get two cards in this game. Yes. And. <laughs> so what was we were the quicker on here? We're yeah. good. Yeah, we're you're good. Tight. I like Super it. Super sharp. Well, Can't be too serious. Though. What was the impetus for the show? Because I have to tell you, uh, uh, granted, I I went through the catalog backwards, so I saw more of the recent stuff than anything else. You did a lot of homework. I did a lot a of homework. scary amount. Listen, I didn't do that much on your show. You didn't need to. You're the guest. <laughs> okay. You're not here to interview me. Good. Um, uh, and then going to be employee. <laughs> Landon hired. hired me today. Yeah. By the way, we're paying cookies. Yeah. His, his mother. Okay, I did them. get yeah. a, I did get a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Landon's mom made this cookie. Yeah. We also pay and you bringing food for me to eat. See, she constantly taunts me like mm-hmm. turtles, Mario world. How does she not accept my Mario character names? You should have went with uh, Koopa. That's a tortoise, by yeah. the way. It's a tortoise. Not a turtle. It's a tortoise, not a Wait, toad. It's a podcast the, on the road. In the Mario world, they call them turtles, but they have these long necks. Koopa. Like they have them Koopas. Koopa Troopas. Koopa Troopas. In the Mario world, right? But the, but the, they also have the, spiky turtles. Oh yes, they do. Mm. They're spiny definitely shells. not tortoises in the in the Mario world. No, they're definitely no. turtles. They're turtles. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Cooper Trooper is a turtle for sure. Uh, <laughs> you're better at tangenting than I am, yeah. which is quite impressive. <laughs> that's why she's hired. I mean, that's a, that's I did a do an ad for ADD. If you need some <laughs> Vivance, you and for uh, cat food. So yeah. this this premise behind uh, the shit they don't teach you. Yeah, shit they don't tell you. 
I like teach you better. Maybe <laughs> you should consider a name change. Well, we're not professionals. <laughs> yeah. We can't teach. You better, you better you get sued. Oh, he did his homework, but not it's pretty sharp. Nikki, yeah. but Nikki. you're not you're not implying that you're teaching. You're implying that they didn't teach you. Yeah, they didn't. Teach. Which is just a broken they education system. They were supposed system. to teach you, correct. And they didn't. Yes, correct. So I'm, for what it's worth, like I was super excited when you told me the title the and like the premise behind yeah. it, because for a long time I've been holding on to this idea that. Uh, I've always wanted to create some sort of like functional learning center. Yeah. And my my premise behind it was like, okay, you go into these communities and how do you incentivize kids to learn the basic shit that they really need to know? Yeah, the life skills. Yeah, like, you know, how to do taxes, how to buy cars, how to yeah. finance things, all this stuff, right? It's like, well, you need to incentivize them some way. So my thought was the easiest way to do it is take extracurriculars, give them to them for free in exchange for school hours. So you create like this community center where everything's under one umbrella. Where people actually want to learn. Yeah. And you know. Wouldn't it, that be nice? It's a little bit of forced learning because you don't get to play baseball or maybe you have to pay to play baseball. Yeah. If you don't want to take the educational hours or whatever. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I got super excited because it was like, this is way better because it's a podcast <laughs> yeah. and it scales. Like you could reach millions of people instead of, you know, one little tiny community. But then I watched... And it's just it's all just fucking around, telling people to break up and like that they're terrible in their relationship. So it started in 2018, it and that wholesome. was the premise. We did do those topics to start. It was like, okay, every it could be. There's a couple like life um, categories. There's relationships. There's money. There's finance. Um, there's uh, social aspects like friends and stuff like that. There's um, I don't know different like market stuff like taxes and and housing or like uh, how to buy a house, all that stuff. So we hit all of those topics within like the first year. And then it was like, okay, what's some more shit they don't tell you? you know, right. That was like going to be a little bit more. Right. You run out of stuff for them not to but tell we, like, you. Kind of went over like a lot of the stuff that they didn't <laughs> tell you. And then we realized that people kept wanting to know more about, they wanted relationship advice and they loved that we did ask us anything segments that were just kind of like not filler episodes, but just like, what do you want to hear? What, yeah. What's some shit that they didn't teach you that you want to be taught? So filler adjacent. Um, yeah. Filler adjacent, <laughs> but like more personal, like, you know, give us, give us your questions. You can ask us anything and we will, we will answer based off of our life experience. And it was 90% relationship questions. And because we're in a relationship, it was pretty easy the answer, especially coming from like a lot of the issues people were having, we had been through those issues. We definitely would have loved advice on how to get through those issues when we were going through them. So it was super natural and easy to answer as a couple. We also have different perspectives and different ways of going about things, different. He could relate more to some issues than I could. And yeah. so it was easy. And then our ask us anything's kind of became more relationship questions. And we thought eventually people would stop asking relationship questions. And every <laughs> ask us anything, we're like, you know, you guys can ask us anything about any topic. And they just kept asking relationship stuff. So we How do people have so that. many questions about relationships? Relationships are hard. They're very complicated. And hard. nobody likes to talk about it. And I think I've come to the conclusion that people weren't shown healthy models as a kid. Like, because their parents weren't shown healthy models when they were young no. and, and everyone's generation after generation not being shown healthy relationships or healthy examples of relationships. And it makes a lot of sense why you would just copy what you know and think that that's correct yeah. and then not really be open to like what whether or not that's right that because the things right. that you saw are what they are and that's how it is and that's how it is but and it's not how it has to be exactly and um i think that our relationship is the first super 
healthy relationship I've ever experienced. And if I could help more people get to that point, I think the world would be a lot better, um, not only domestically, but if you can learn how to communicate well with your significant other, which is like the one you're gonna have the most disagreements with and the most um, uh, opportunities spend, yeah, to resolve yeah, things. Time of <laughs> uh, being around them to have something go wrong yeah. or have something to talk about. Then you could imagine the communication skills that could happen in like their normal world right. and, and their right. business life. It's and transferable. Exactly. And I think that if more people could communicate, we wouldn't be so polarized as a, a country, as a society. Yeah. Um, maybe it would just help the world as a whole. So maybe, it, I don't know, maybe that's why we continue to exist as it a podcast. It probably has, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to stories that you don't know or people that may have or have not reached out, that's something that they've heard from something that you've said has helped them fix the situation in their lives from yeah. a communication standpoint. And that's what makes it all worth it. I actually really love, we'll, we'll get follow-up emails sometimes of people that are like, I wrote to you guys two years ago and you guys changed my whole life. Like, this is what happened. I broke up with my boyfriend. I started working I on something. <laughs> I started working on my passion and now I'm like a professional chef or whatever. It's like, damn, that's awesome to hear because you don't know. You're just kind of speaking words out into the ether. Right, you don't really you know don't, like the impact. You don't see the person. No. Yeah, you don't get to follow their daily life. So yeah, you just spew out words and it really makes you uh, realize like your how the effect your words have for better or for worse too so you know we try to like really put out good shit into the world to like yeah. hopefully make it better uh, i hope we don't make it worse but whatever i'm sorry apologize in advance I'm sorry if, uh, universe if i made a corner of the universe worse <laughs> there's just one um, person that listened to something and Feels like their entire life went wrong because yeah, of you. Yeah. So, like, hey, here's a follow-up, assholes. Yeah, you you told me to break up with her, and I did, and now uh, I'm sad. Oh, That's man. on you. That was the love of my life. Yeah. Like, like yeah, well, it sounds like we you take, guys could have worked it we out. We give disclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> for the episodes, you could just hit them with, uh, if it was meant to be, let them go. If they come back yeah, to you, then yeah. you know some what I mean. Like, shit. Yeah, there's some sort yeah. of like trite. Maybe they were right, thing. girl, wrong time. Mm. You ever think about that? Right. Now you're a better person. Be the partner you want to attract. Yeah. Bye, friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before this devolves into some sort of astrology talk, because I know that that's the next place this is headed. Uh, what What's next on, on your plate? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm continuing to waltz through life. Um, I love this community and this new direction that things have been taking me. But I, I continuously just, I don't feel in charge of, life i used to be a very like goal oriented we have to hit these results type of person and like bullet bullet points and we're gonna you know build this business and this is how it's gonna go and i was very sad too good for the game you're never like no you're never better than the game the game's gonna do what the game's gonna do and that's kind of how i approach life and so for whatever reason my plans were to come to vegas and to do the podcast and to be a youtuber and work on that and i got pulled way more into poker and i love it here and i was watching the victoria episode you know victoria lives yep. yeah and um even though i'm not in tech there was something she said in that episode that i i really resonate with which was that she puts way too much time into her hobbies like she gets addicted to her hobbies and mm -hmm. then she eventually wants to start businesses in those hobbies yeah I, I highly relate to that um but i didn't come from the same industry as her i came from the entertainment industry so it would make sense that being obsessed with poker 
eventually, inevitably, there's going to be some sort of poker content, either a podcast or, or I've people you're, have asked to you're do. You're here now. I'm here. We've so, claimed you as our own. Apparently, I've been I've been claimed. Yeah. Ooh, it sounds dirty. <laughs> you you've been accepted. Am I gonna get an STD? No, it's up to you okay. to decide if you want us to come back or not. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a free choice. To here to my. Yeah, to my the, podcast? Yes. He's your started. captor, but he's making it believe that it's your no, choice. No, 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 no. This is a choice. Welcome to the Only Friends podcast, mm -hmm. where Nikki Limo, I'm your host. Yep. And See, Landon has been invited oh, to come back to the show If you want to take over the hosting today. duties, by all means. Yeah? Like, this, See? Is, this seat is yours. You guys burnt out already? No, no, no. I love it, but... Uh, it's it's a passion project that gives me a headache on the daily. See, so. I want to learn more about you guys, like coming into the space. I think that's so fun. We'll switch roles next time. Yeah, yeah. I'll interview you. Yeah, that's that's totally fun. Immediately when I came here, I was like, so how did you guys meet? How did that happen? You met on the internet? That's weird. Okay, so then, okay, so I basically answered a Craigslist. Yeah, Matt Berkey is like twenty years older than Landon. It's like fifty years older than Landon. <laughs> that's right. And <laughs> doesn't always have to be like this, Nikki. It does. doesn't always have to be like this. First thing Matt said to me was like, hey, I realized you're closer to my age than Landon. So I'm like, I would never be that age. What? That's what, what life does. Dare you? <laughs> Either of your <laughs> I like being in the middle nice, here. right in the middle. Rude. Yeah. Oh, Rude. man. Rude. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by. This was fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, greatly so enjoyed it. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, we are still running the Academy April 15th to the 19th. There are a few seats available for that. That'll be our final Poker Out Loud Academy for the year. So if you're interested in coming, speaking your thoughts and strategies out in real time for us to kind of grade and give you that video to take home and study further, be sure to join up. You can head over to academy.solveforwide.io to lock up your seat now. I believe there's five remaining, maybe only four at this point. Uh, we also have the MTT Academy, May 27th? 24th. No, 24th to the 27th. Yeah, 27th. I'm getting there. Uh, that'll be a four-day academy as well. Each day will represent a different stage of the MTT. The final day will culminate in everybody playing a final table where you guys will run through ICM spots. Matt Hunt will be leading that one, our resident MTT guru and uh, hitting our Brit quota, which is oh so important. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Tomorrow we're joined, as always, every Tuesday by the No Gamble No Future guys, Brent Hanks and Jeff Platt. We'll be talking GPI awards as well as uh, Tinder Tuesdays with Jeff, so we'll see who he's swiping on. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll be back at 11 a.m. tomorrow. See you then. And then they can Peace. talk to Nikki about relationships. Yeah.